Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, the band is called Loose Lemon. Aren't they exactly the kind of sound now you want to be listening to at a summer festival? And you can catch them in Tracton. We'll tell you more about their gig next week with that, that track there called Big Sky. I am delighted to be focusing on another festival right now, though. The West Cork Literary Festival, which takes place in Bantry. In fact, this weekend, the Chamber Music Festival got underway and I've been seeing loads of fantastic photographs online of some beautiful concerts and great shots in Bantry House. But Bantry House is the focus for so many many of the events that are taking place in the Literary Festival as well. And a huge warm grand welcome to Ty Coakley and Catherine Kerwin, authors, into studio this morning. Good morning to the two of you. Good morning, Elmer. Good morning, Elmer. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having us. Well, are you, are you an early morning person, Catherine? Um, am I an early morning person? Yeah, I suppose I'm, uh, well, I I get up early. I suppose I, if, if I had my life, ideally, I would be kind of staying and getting up around half eight. But in, as it turns out, I have a day job, so I have to get up <laughs> yeah, early. Okay. So, yeah, so I usually wake early and I get up early. Right. And the, you know, but this would not be, I wouldn't be out and about this early usually on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday. You know? no. So thanks for that. How about <laughs> yourself, Ty? Do you get up with the birds? I do really. I love the mornings. Uh, it's my favourite time and it's hard to go to bed early on a Friday and Saturday night. But when I do, I really feel great afterwards and not not working on the weekend really, but, uh, you know, just enjoy a cup of tea out the back garden this time of year. It's fantastic. It is sublime. It is sublime. Mm. But also then I suppose trying to find a balance between work space for yourself and time to write as well. Like Catherine, like you are so busy with a day job, you know, you're a solicitor by mm. by day. So are weekends kind of like your writing time? Yes, they are in, in theory, um, except when uh, <laughs> I get invited on to important radio shows. <laughs> yeah, but in, Or to yeah. festivals. Yeah, or to festivals, yeah. But they, yeah, they are. And that's when I get most of my work done. Um, but yeah, so you just kind of get into it. And especially if I have kind of an extra time off or holidays or whatever, then I really do more, you know, but that's the that's the plan anyway. Yeah, how about yourself, Ty? Do you stick to a schedule when you're writing? I do, I do, and I work very early. I'm, I'm much uh, at my best in the morning, and I'm at the desk at half seven, eight o'clock every morning, and I have it planned out what I'm going to write. Usually you're editing, you're trying mm. to fix the mistakes that you made the previous day or the previous week, but I love going to the sense of purpose going to the desk first thing in the morning is a great feeling, really. I feel very blessed, really, that I can do it. Do you ever turn up at the desk with no plan? 
I do sometimes, but there's always something to fix. There's yes. something that yeah, you, yeah. you have to write. And then there's deadlines as well. Deadlines mm. are great. I, my second crime novel, the deadline is looming at the moment now, the end of June. So I'm trying to wow. get that finished, just tidy up the last kind of few pieces. So there's always something to do. It's great. And but the thing is, the two of you have been so busy, particularly with the, the last, we'll say, two months. There has been a real ramp up of what the two of you have been involved in, from readings to launches yes. to Crime Writers Month uh, in the library. I saw a photograph of you at that, to getting ready for festivals like this and, you know, readings that take place in very festivals as the summer goes on like an awful lot of that is a, a huge excitement and there's a great buzz to all of that but it does draw from your own personal time but I imagine the payoff and the enjoyment of it pay, makes up for that does it? I think it does yeah and it's not it's not that's not really work kind of yeah. coming to have a chat with you or having um you know going doing that great event that we did in the library um for the start of National Crime Writing Month where we spoke about our favorite crime fiction I mean, we enjoyed it so much. I don't know about the audience, but we had a brilliant time. And it was, I mean, that was just like sitting down, having a chat. And it's much the same if there's a, a, a festival as well. That's not hard, you know. Um, what's hard is the is the kind of making the new work, you know. Um, so I, I, I must say I really love meeting readers. And it's the most, it's the biggest thrill when somebody says that they uh, couldn't put down my book or that they, you know, didn't bother talking to their husband for a day or that they kind of didn't <laughs> do the Don't be giving ironing. me ideas. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's the biggest, that's the big payoff, you know, that's the real yeah. payoff. But, you know, you mentioned there Crime Writers Month and like that is one thing. I know, Ty, your latest book that is published isn't, isn't necessarily crime and congratulations on it being in, was it, did I see the top five uh, in for the game? It was, yes. it was Anne-Marie, yeah. Which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. Massive yeah. Yeah. books on the list. Yeah. But also then, Catherine, I mean, Cruel Deeds also. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, on the bestseller list as well. Like that both of you have made Irish Times lists and been picked up all over the country and like hugely gratifying not to be just read in your own hometown as a local author. But you both have this tremendous bond in crime writing and each of you has a fantastic uh, central character I suppose you, you've continued a series haven't you Catherine? Yeah so this is with my Finn s- Fitzpatrick Yeah this Cruel Deeds is my second book featuring Cork solicitor Finn Fitzpatrick write what you know etc <laughs> uh, but of course she's not me um, as I've said before like a, a lot of the characters in the book are bits of me you know like her best friend Sadie uh, works in the guards and in many ways Sadie's a bit more like me than, than Finn is you know um, but of course, there's elements of, uh, of 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 my life or what I've learned from my life um, as a solicitor. But I don't think um, I think I think the main star of the of the book is the city, really Cork City. And we're looking out the window here now. Um, and how couldn't you set a book here? You know, it's just so beautiful here. Um, yeah, even just whatever the weather, you know. It's the same as well, in, in a way for you, Ty. Your central character in your, the last one that I read, of course, was a detective Garda, uh, but also set in Cork. So, I mean, like, a huge response to, to that kind of setting for crime, isn't uh, it? Yeah, and the location is so important in crime writing. I'm not exactly sure why. I think because we feel we can all virtually go to Los Angeles or Oslo or Edinburgh, these great cities, and we feel we know these characters and we live with them as well. It's amazing how attached we become to the characters, to the, to the heroes in, in crime books, and Cork is just great. Now, in the next one, in, in the follow-up to whatever it takes, uh, Collins is going to West Cork a bit more, where he's from, right. so 
there's a different vibe down there as well and it's a great part of the country as well. It's exciting that there's so much writing happening in Cork and filmmaking as a result out of it as well which is, you know, there's a buzz even right now in West Cork about, you know, what's going on so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great thrill. But coming up to a festival like the West Cork Literary Festival, a festival which has a huge international reach as well. Um, when ye are going to be, are you sharing events at the festival this year? No, we're not. Um, We're in two different events. Tyg is doing his sports beat um, and he's going to be reading on Tuesday, the Tuesday of the festival at 8.30 with um, an English writer called Ashley Hickson Lovins. Um, And he's a... Seems to be a very cool kind of a guy. He is. He's written a brilliant novel uh, with Faber Press, would you believe, about the first black referee in the Premier League, Uriah Rennie. And it's a great book altogether. And we'll be talking to Kieran Murphy from Second Captains as well. That's on the Tuesday. Yeah. Catherine is on the Sunday in the Maritime Hotel at 6.30 with fellow crime writer Jane Casey. And... Mm. And like that, that, that is I, a I'm massive, that's a massive thrill for me um, because she's one of my crime writing heroes. I mean, she's such a brilliant writer. And if you had told me five years, even th- three years ago that I would be sharing a platform with Jane Casey, I would not have believed you, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, I've met her. She's a dote. She's a really nice person. And she's also kind of a genius. <laughs> so it's just going to be a big thrill for me. Uh, Festivals like this, though, that do bring writers together like that, whether you're fans of them or uh, you've admired their work or whether or not you've met them before different festivals. To put two writers in a room on a dais and sit around and just let the conversation flow. I mean, here on Relive Radio Time is ticking away against mm. us. You know, the clock is running and we know the clock is running. But when you actually have the space over an hour, an hour and a half to sit and chew the cud and explore and tease out what you love about writing, mm. what you love about characters, what you love about particular genres, it's so immensely satisfying as an audience member to sit and watch two authors just go with it. What's it like as a writer to feel that electricity happen Right well, there. it's it, sorry, Ty. Go ahead. No, yeah. it's it's wonderful, and it's a live event. First of all, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who you're going to be sitting beside. You could be sitting beside Graham Norton or Colm Tobin or Zadie Smith, and then you know a book that you might have read is going to be talked about. You're going to get to know the writer, and you really it really brings it alive. It's like a musical, a live musical event or a like theatre. Really, I I think it is anyway. It's a great buzz as a writer, but but also. We're readers, so we're going to be going to all the other events That's in, true. In, in the West Cork Literary We totally Festival are. Too. Like, I'm really looking forward to loads of different events. Um, like Sean Hewitt and Christine Leach are also on the Sunday. Um, Martina Devlin and Marianne Lee are there. Are a couple of the events that I'm going to, but I mean, I'll be going to basically anything I can because we'll be we'll have a free pass, so we can just dodge in and go to various things. But it's like, I think we all thought it was great that over the the lockdown we were able to see events on zoom but it's not the same no no it's not the same and just for it's for the writer or for the audience it's just not the same you know and one of the things that i would say as well is when i was before i ever started writing um going to these events i just learned so much it's like a mini creative writing class um every time you go to one of these events whether it be the monster literature festival you know the frank o'connor festival or any of those events that you go to because 
you're always the writers are always being asked what, how do you do this and what do you do and uh, and so it's it's a great opportunity to learn for other writers I think and it's just fantastic to meet readers and you don't know what they're going to ask yes. it's just great fun <laughs> you know it that's is, it it's brilliant it's, fun it's, it's Bantry it's West Cork oh, you it's know, gorgeous the location Bantry House the library the Maritime Hotel there's an event on Whitty Island with Sarah Bomb which is sold out. It's a great buzz around the town. You meet the same people every year you after do. every year. It's like a pilgrimage. It really <laughs> is, yeah. Oh, I just really love is. going down there. I you agree. Know? It's been a good few years since myself and Connor had the luxury of being able to go down for like a full five days and like that, just go to everything. Yeah. And I just felt so fed, enriched, um, my, you know, spiritually and mentally stimulated and, and fulfilled. Phys- and physically. Because exhausted. No, but f- <laughs> physically going to say Organico. Yes. Um, or yeah. the olive. What's yeah. the olive? The olive? Stop, uh, the olive, yeah. anyway, the olive, you know the one you mean, the stuffed olive, olive yeah, yeah exactly. you know, and then kind of having cake and coffee seven times a day and <laughs> then going to Ma Murphy's and for the fish and chips and everything. It's just a brilliant experience, you know. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, Ty, are there any other, you have a couple of events that are listed down there. What else do you well, think? Well, there's one important event. Uh, I'll be interviewing on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock in Bantry House, uh, a young writer from Texas who lives in Cork City, Jennifer DeBee is her name, oh, yeah. and her second fantasy book is called Heretic, and I'll be interviewing her. She lectures in UCC, and she's just finished her PhD about Mary Shelley and Frankenstein, and it's a great book, uh, Heretic, so I'm really looking forward to that as well. And Jeff Dwyer, one of my favourite uh, essay writers, he's talking his latest book called The Last Days of Roger Federer, it's a fantastic book altogether, and he's a hero of mine, and I'm delighted he's coming. He'll be there on Saturday, so I'll be going to that as well. It's great that you're able to wear kind of like the crime hats and the sports hats, um, and the response to the game has been huge, hasn't it? Oh, it's been phenomenal. I because can't really yeah. believe it. Be- um, it. The nature of it being, I suppose, a book of essays and kind of things that people can dip in and out of has made it hugely accessible. It who it it really is and the other thing it's it's about sport uh, you know universally and some of the bad things in sport but it's very personal too and that's really what people have mostly uh, engaged with you know people are saying oh because uh, there's one essay about when my father kissed me when I came mm. I won in all Ireland and people are saying oh my father never kissed me or my father did and I had this moment with my mother it's really engaging people and it's resonating with people and that's as a writer and Catherine you'll notice that's the best feeling when someone comes up to you and says oh I read this it was very moving yeah that's the thing when it touches a reader oh. and they come and tell you about it um, that's the that's really the big payoff it's not well, of course, it is nice to be in the bestseller list, obviously, Tig. But like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, but still, it's the yeah. it's the readers that that are the the thing. Because we're, as Tig said before, we're we're readers too. You know, first and foremost, we're readers. When you have a book that keeps you up all night, oh. yeah, you know, there's, there's nothing like it. And and both of you have had that response. We have to your yeah, books, which have. is which is something else. And how about you at the moment, Catherine? Are you? Too busy to, to write again? No, no, I'm working on book three at the moment, yeah, and I'm a good way into it now. And um, as Tyg always says, it's coming together nicely. That's the only <laughs> thing to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no matter how it's really head. going. Oh, yeah. no. 
that's he's he taught me that that I that you just have to say it's coming together nicely. So whether that's really true is another matter. But no, anyway, for the it will be true. It will be true. Yeah, there's always real struggles when you're writing a book, and then um, I've never had a child, but I believe that um, you you know it's after childbirth you forget the um, the, the pain, <laughs> and I think it's the same with books. You know, I had real struggles with with cruel deeds, but now I've totally forgotten them. You know? <laughs> so I'm hoping it's going to be the same with book three. Book three. Well, the best of luck with that. And the best of luck to the two of you at the West Cork Literary Festival in Bantry. In fact, if people go onto the website for westcorkmusic.ie, it is the home platform for both the Chamber Music Festival, which got underway this weekend, and the upcoming Literary Festival, which will herald in the start of July. But Ty Coakley and Catherine Kerman, it's been a pleasure having the two of you in this morning. Thanks a million. It's been a pleasure for thanks, us too. Thanks, Thank Mary. you.